Hi, and welcome back. We know that you're not expecting a cold open, uh, but I can assure you our next series will be back to our usual comedy and stuff. Uh, But the fact is we want to start this out with a trigger warning about domestic violence and abuse. If that is something that is difficult for you uh, because of past experiences or anything like that, you may want to skip this series. However, if you are in one of those situations, we find it incredibly important that you know that help is out there. The number to the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233. If you or someone you know is in one of these situations of domestic violence or abuse, this national hotline can provide help. Also, you can text START, that's S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. Again, that's START to 88788 to get in contact with the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Instead of hearing Sandra and I talk about our Patreon feed or any of that sort of stuff, if you are considering helping the show, we encourage you strongly to go to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. That's the ncadv.org. According to Charity Navigator, they are a very charitable charity uh, with a three-star rating and an 83%, uh, which is very strong rating. And again, we strongly encourage you to make a donation to them or your local shelter uh, to provide support. And again, after this series, we'll be back to our usual comedy, but we decided that um, this story needs to be told. It needs to get out there. Maybe it'll inspire somebody else to be able to... uh, Get help. And with that, we'll get started on the series about our sister, Christina. May her memory be eternal and always be a blessing. But whatever, did the trick. So anyway, uh, so then I switched from listening to bands like Corn, System of a Down, you know, that kind of stuff to freaking Sublime, right? Uh, I was like, I'm going to listen to Ska, which is this sort of reggae rap rock sort of thing. that was, it's freaking music of the nineties, man. I it just, sure every, was. everybody was just messed up. It was just the thing you did. So anyway, I was trying to introduce Kyle to some different music, just kind of like lower that baseline level of, and did I scare the dog? You did. Oh my God. <laughs> They're dog. gentle souls. Doggy, I'm not scary. I made that up. I that's not me. I'm a hippie. Okay. She gone. Yeah, that dog's <laughs> like, see a bitch. So look at her. You hurt her heart. Oh my god, come back, honey. You're so funny. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. I'm not really a angry person. Oh. Terrifying. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, by the way. Um, the dog is fine, by the way. Yeah, but I'm going to re-listen to that, but there's no way I was intimidating. Like She says otherwise. I know. Look at her. My daughter says the only way I can in- intimidate people is through my serial killer eyes. Oh. Yeah, it's my thought, too. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? You know, when you just stare at somebody blankly through their into their soul... Uh, and I'm like, I do that. I thought I just wanted to give everybody a hug. So anyway, so I was trying to get Kyle to chill the fuck out, lower that baseline level of anxiety, anger, whatever, and sort of chill a bit. Um, 
you know, probably snort less Adderall would be cool. Um, maybe, you know, switch to something a little bit chiller, like weed, maybe heroin. I don't know. I was kidding on the last one, but, but we hung out and, and, you know, I guess he kind of became sort of a project to get him to chill out and, and relax. I mean, I kind of could understand a bit where he was coming from. And I, I knew where he was at in his life and his social capital and options, and he didn't have any. And uh, without me, he was homeless. So he didn't have a dad to go to. Uh, him and his mom had um, moved from east side of Michigan, and he didn't, he didn't have anywhere else to go. He didn't, he didn't have any options. So let him hang out. Uh, I even took him once with me to uh, uh, Chicago to hang out with Josh, best friend at the time and he was like dude this guy's a scumbag get him out of your life like i'm even gonna go as far as to say don't bring him here and if you want to you ain't coming here and like josh and i at that time man we're tight so that's a hell of a statement for him to make so yeah because josh is so chill like yeah completely yeah he's i don't know did I didn't know that he had said that. So yeah, he's a huge monster as far as like how he looks. Yeah. He is nothing more than a teddy bear. Yeah. You like look at him and you're like, Oh, you must work for security for some very important person. You look very (laughs) intimidating. How many people have you murdered? And he's like, I like to grill. (laughs) He sure does. (laughs) So totally not what you think. Right. And, um, anyway, uh, the only rule I, I had set with, with, with Kyle was stay away from my sisters. They're, they're too young. Look, I'm a hippie, so I'm never going to get in the way of, you know, free love and all that kind of stuff. It's just, you gotta wait till people can make their own decisions. And, you know, 13 is not old enough. Anyway, he agreed. Those, he agreed to the terms and we became good friends. I introduced him to some friends of mine I probably shouldn't have in hindsight, some other friends. And um, they engaged in some, they engaged in some fuckery. Uh, some of it was criminally charged, some of it was. Uh, apparently not discovered or at least not discovered enough to where uh, charges could be brought. And um, some time was served by folks. We'll say that and leave it there. Uh, Kyle gets out of uh, jail and uh, pretty Quickly thereafter, he starts spending time with our sister. And he quickly dropped away from talking to me because he knew where that would go. Because at the time, I think Christina was 15 or had just turned 16, something like that. And of course, I didn't live in the same house as uh, Christina and Sandra. Um, and he thought that would be good enough for me not to be able to find out uh, 
he's right. It delayed me finding out by probably seven to eight minutes. But I didn't think that it was going to go as far as what it did, nor as long, or I probably would have adopted a more pre-hippie Ryan policy. Because at that time, it was more, I'll step away. You know, we had a we had an agreement. We based our friendship on you broke it. I'm, I'm you know, we're done. You know, karma will get you. That weeping willow tree will choke you. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, pre weeping willow tree, Ryan would have said, "All right, I'm gonna drop you, and then I'm gonna put these steel toes to you." So a little different perspective in life. I think now I'm a little bit more blended in that approach. <laughs> but. uh Sandra, why don't you uh, pick up from there? Um, well, I actually don't know how much I want to divulge here. Just because Christina still has children out there in the world. So I, I guess my thought is how much of her image do we want to preserve? <laughs> Um, lest they find this. I think there's some highlights we have to hit because it's appropriate um, for context. Uh, I think I'm going to leave out some of the some of the details, but I think there's some things we we do need to hit. hit. So, for example, you know, uh, Christina got away from Kyle mm-hmm. um, because. Uh, whoop, mom moved. Yep. And at this other school with the, cause mom was dating some, um, another terrible abusive person, but not, not the point. Uh, these sort of people just seem to pop into the life. Um, but Christina met somebody at school. She, she fell in love with and they got married right before he shipped out to Iraq and they had a kid together. And, um, you know, um, I'll say it. I, I like the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not the type of person I make friends with or whatever. Um, yeah, I go figure, right? Military boy, you know, his military family, right? And, and then there's hippie. Yeah, strange. We wouldn't have made good friends. I mean, we got along fine and I had a lot of respect for him and it was mutual. Um, he had a very normal home life. He was a very genuine person. His family was full of genuine people. They didn't have a reason to be deceptive or hide things. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, just a very, very good person, very good soul. Um, I'll say that their marriage didn't last the deployment to Iraq. Um, They were young. They probably shouldn't have got married, but they got married because there was a kid going to war so possibility of death especially at that time in iraq that was a real deal yeah and he had quite a few friends of his that they were in school together they were friends from elementary Mm -hmm. they went on the same trip and didn't come back correct it was it wasn't a potential risk it was a very very real Mm -hmm. risk um It'd be like 
trying to buy a homeowner's insurance after your house is already on fire. I mean, the risk is there. Yeah. It's obvious. That's that's a fair comparison. So, um, anyway, it, 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 it didn't last. Uh, in, in fact, uh, Christina had moved in with me and my wife at the time. Uh, we had we'd bought our, our first house, uh, a double wide trailer. Thank you very much, because we're classy as fuck. And Christina moved in with her, her son, and which was awesome because he was a year younger than my youngest, right? So he's a year younger than Josh. And those two were freaking inseparable. Mm-hmm. And Jenna got to think she was a mom. So <laughs> my daughter was ecstatic. Um, Christina was ecstatic because she had been a single mom all on her own the entire time, right? And she, she might have taken advantage of that situation a little bit more knowing that you know her son was with me and maybe went out a few times too many you know her son was her son was happy as all get out man christina knew her kid was well taken care of because i mean hell i took care of christina uh which by the way should have been a clue that i'm not that great but (laughs) whatever but you know jenna and josh are there me and uh, uh my wife Oh, we changed her name to Amy. That's right. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. By the time her husband was coming home, it was clear that things weren't going to work out and they were they were going to get divorced. And it was a not a very pleasant divorce. There was a lot of mud slang. Uh, the oldest child lived with us for a little while. So until the court got it sorted out until uh, her her ex-husband ended up getting but yeah, I know that when her when her husband got back, it was he was like, "Look, I know that my my son's being taken care of well, and uh, I know that I should be going for custody right now because it's the best thing I can do for my divorce uh, and everything that's going on." He's like, "But I I just want to be real with you right now. I can't take care of my son right now. Now I don't." feel like my soon to be ex-wife can either. I know that I would be able to. Can we keep the status quo for right now? And I said, absolutely. You know, if, if the court rules in your favor, the moment you feel you're ready, we'll have a talk. And as long as you're good to go, there'll be no problems. And I said, Here's the thing. And he's like, well, I'm worried about Christina using that in court. And I said, well, here's the thing. Christina can't use that in court, can she? Because she has custody and he's here. (laughs) So we're going to be that odd thing nobody's talking about is what my house is going to be. (laughs) So that's kind of how it was. And, you know, uh, he, he did end up getting custody. And uh, he he did eventually come out and say, hey, I'm good to go now. And even though for like, by the way, for a while, this was messed up. He was like court ordered not to be able to come over and see his son. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're aware of that Mm -mm. because of some statements made that was in place. Um, But I didn't listen to that. I was like, you come over whenever the hell you want. You give me a heads up. I'll make sure Christina's not here. And yeah, you can see your son. Hmm. I said, no, don't get me wrong. 
you can't take them with you because I am not getting involved with the Fremont Police Department like that. <laughs> right. um, I don't have the credibility to survive that. Let's just say, bro. So <laughs> for the sake of my two kids, we can't, even though I was living a totally like legal life at the time. Right. I was like, we, I can't, I can't be doing it. He's like, no, nope. he totally respected that. And he'd come over and, you know, see his kid and stuff. And it was, it was good. And, you know, he promised that, you know, as he was taking custody and, you know, him and, um, Christina were getting divorced that there would never be a time we would be in that boat. Like he was, I would always be able to count on him to see that child. Mm, interesting. That is the one and only time I know for sure that he lied to me. Intentional or not. That was a damning lie because I put my relationship with my sister on the line for him. And when it came time to pay that back, he was conspicuously absent sure was. and forgetful. So anyway, like not even before that divorce is done, Christina and Kyle are back together. Yeah. And I'll tell you how I found out. Um, she, uh, mom isn't home <laughs> and, uh, she's over at the, her boyfriend's house, as she often was those days, at a couple days in a row. So I'm school night, trying to be in bed, have my homework done. Um, Christina happened to be over that night. And um, she um, she slept in while I got up, got ready for school. And um, she had a pair of suede clogs, and um, they were wet. And um, she smoked, but we have a small concrete slab out the front door. I'm like, she's not, she is not going on a nature walk. No. Her what? especially. Yeah, even um, more. She's far more prissy than Correct. Me. And so I'm looking they at these shoes. The and I'm like, and our driveway is dirt. So I'm like, where the fuck did she go? So um, she happened to wake up as I'm bopping around getting ready for school. And she's, you know, oh, hey, um, good morning. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I just cut right to the t- chase and I said, where were you last night? And she said, what do you mean? I said, where the fuck were you last night? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, your shoes are soaked. I said, you were walking through the grass while it had dew on the ground. And I said, and you walked a whole bunch because they're wet. The insides are wet. I was just like, I know you're not going on a nature walk while you're smoking your cigarettes. I was like, you stay by the front door. And she just like, she, I could see her brain like the cogs were going and she's trying to scramble to make up a lie to tell me that will convince me when I've already caught her ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally she, she just caved and she's just like, oh, well, um, she's like, uh, Kyle came to see me last night and I freaked out on her because we had come this far from all of the fuckery that she had gone through. And I was just like, why are you talking to him? She's like, well, he happened to be in town and uh, he, he sent me a text. So he came over and, uh, cause I was already here and I was just like, I'm like, don't talk to him. I'm like, he, he's going to do, you know, no favors. He's going to do, you no good. I was like, get it. Just stay away from him. And she's just like, why? Well, I, I just, She's like, we just, we didn't do anything. We just stayed up and talked and 
kind of chit-chatted, and I was just like, okay. I was like, I better not see him back at this fucking house. And she just, mm, you know. And that, that was the thing about Christina and I's relationship, even though I was her younger sister. Um, because she got away with so much, um, I often got on her ass about different things and gave her shit for it. And um, she was always trying to justify why she was doing something. And I was just like, and I'd tell her, I was like, you're smarter than this. How do you think this is going to go? Um, these three things are what's going to happen if you don't stop. And um, it, it always seemed to go that way. She just she just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't seem to take me up on my uh, advice, it would seem. And, um, yeah, it was uh, incredibly frustrating because there were a lot of times that she and I would stay up and have a little bit of a talk, and I could see the um, the change in her eyes. That she Like, she wanted to do better. She wanted to be better. She didn't want this anymore. And um, I'm like, okay, well, this is what you got to do. And she'd be like, okay. And um, no sooner did I walk away from that conversation, she'd either keep doing what she was doing or she would double down even harder because this other person that she had to come up against had a greater draw on her than her ability to say no. Yeah. He was wrong in, in, in every way. I mean, hell he was married and had kids with somebody else. Yeah. We've neglected to mention that. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. And by the way, Kyle's actual girlfriend hated me, hated me. And by the way, you might be thinking, I know why, because blah, 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 blah. No, what it is, is that um, Kyle's girlfriend lived across the street from uh, my friend Jenny and her husband at the time. We went with H for his name. And so uh, Kyle would come over and, you know, hang out or whatever and be getting, you know, stoned with H. And then all of a sudden would like, you know, have to go back and then she'd get all mad and be like, oh, you're over here doing drugs. Well, Every time Kyle would be like, yeah, you know, I just went and hung out with hippie, you know, and blah, blah. Like, even if I wasn't around, whatever went on, yeah. he would blame me for it. Because here's the thing, like, I don't care. I don't have to fuck her. So why do I care if she's mad, right? Yeah. I'm just going to cover for my boy, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So she hated me out the jump. And by the way, that followed me because my uh, now ex-mother-in-law hated me, still hates me now. For years, because anytime their kids, uh, you know, my wife or her brother would do anything uh, after I was involved, they would both just be like, oh, yeah, uh, Ryan said he doesn't he doesn't want to come out. So we're not coming out or yeah, uh, Ryan doesn't really care for that. And like, I don't even know what they're talking about because <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I don't care. Like, I was the only one that would stand up to my, my mother in law. I mean, so oh, quick side note. So this is my introduction to my mother in law. Uh, I think you know this story. So when I first met my mother-in-law, uh, my to-be mother-in-law at the time, uh, I was just dating uh, Amy. And it was to meet her to tell her that Amy was pregnant. That was my first meeting with her. Yeah, that'll do it. And she was screaming at Amy. And I can tell you, I know drunk alcohol. I know drunk alcoholic abuse when it's coming a mile away. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just looking at this like, I know where this is going. So when it starts getting heated and calling her every name in the bitch family, a whore and a slut and this and that, I stepped between them, interrupted, got in her face and said, excuse me, 
this is half my fault, so I'm waiting for my turn. I think I'll take mine now. <laughs> Again, as I said, I enjoy being punched. It doesn't, I mean, I'm not going to say like, yeah, I was punched. It's like, it doesn't bother me. I've been punched a lot. And of course your mother's calling. She has to call right now. So anyway, that was my introduction. So I, apparently this is a behavior I continued into the future of just being like, whatever, just blame me. I don't care. What, how bad could the consequences be? Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, so she finds out that her boyfriend, husband is sleeping with somebody else again. And worst of all, it's hippie's sister. I'll just add another layer to this drama cake. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, is that, is that sugary cream frosting? Yes, it is. Oh, so rich. So. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I, my apologies for interrupting. I saw something Be shiny. Be sure to send me your recipe. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, if you can handle it, it'll cause diabetes. It's, it's so goddamn rich. So, uh, yeah. So those those were all things. I, I apologize. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I know you're probably like, I remember where I was. I that was don't. a lot of drama. I, so Nope. This is the, the sort of thing. So there's a lot of uh, incestual drama, if you will, taking place. Because it is like a really tangled web going on here. And um, Kyle also blamed me for going to jail. He was convinced that, like, I had told the police about him. And I'm like, right. So I'm like, fuck you. And by the way, I told him who told on the group. I was like, dude, look at the report. It lists all the people that talked, right? Except for one person who was in that motel. And they're listed as CI1, confidential informant one. You know who it was. It was the girl you were banging. And the only stuff you got in trouble for was the stuff that you had told her about. Dude, you don't need to call Scooby and the gang on this one. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, he came out to my house um, to, to you know, confront me about this. and Wanted to be on the, you know, be up front about, you know, him and uh, Christina being together. And I flat out told him, I said, no, dude, you're fucking married. You have kids with this other girl. You have not filed for divorce. You still live with your wife. No, I'm not cool with it. And now you and you come over here accusing me of turning you into the fucking cops. I don't want your fucking sugar-free drama cake. Get the fuck out of my driveway. So he dude, he apologized to me. Except for the one thing he didn't know that I knew, which was that he slept with Christina when she was a minor. Yep. Which he would not apologize for. And the reason he wouldn't apologize to me about it, of course, because as they say, 15 will get you 20. He didn't want to admit to a felony. And I'm like, dude, you think this is like even in the top 10 of problems? I was like, first of all, I've demonstrated I don't turn people into the cops. I'm not going to shoot you. My gun's inside. We're outside. Man up. Say you fucked up. We had terms of a friendship. You broke them and you've been lying about it. Own it. And we can move forward. Couldn't do it. And then from then on, Christina wasn't allowed to talk to me. 
Any of us. <laughs> Correct. And by extension, that meant everybody else. <sighs> by the time... By the time... <clears throat> by the time Christina had made the decision to break away, you know, she, she already had a couple kids with him and that was part of the trap and the abuse. And I'm not going to go into details about the abuse. Um, in case the kids ever listen, I don't. Sandra's right. Shouldn't. As much as I would love to say this individual's name and list their sins, and I'm not saying sins like as in like you violated biblical law or you violated the law, you know, you broke the law. I'm talking about just wrong, the, 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 the fuckery, the path of destruction created and weaved like some sort of elaborate tapestry just to trap somebody in a terrible situation while at the same time doing many of the same type of manipulation and gaslighting to his wife to keep her in line so he can have all the girls he wanted yep. and keep all of his kids without having to pay child support. You know, one of the things he, he used to say is, you know, you've been, what, knocked up three times by a married man or whatever, so nobody wants you. You've, you're used in too much baggage. No one's going to be interested. I'm all you'll ever have. Reinforce that with some... physical determination and you you got a position where somebody feels they're they're trapped and they can't ever leave they're emotionally and physically vulnerable what do you do meanwhile of course kyle doesn't work and his wife and his girlfriend support him yep so Eventually, Christina becomes a CNA. And she's seeing, um, she's got a patient who uh, was in an automobile accident. So in Michigan, it's not a requirement anymore, but we had this catastrophic claims pool. Essentially, if you get massively injured in an automobile accident, the catastrophic claims pool pays out. You know, for the rest of your life, whatever, providing you the care you need if you're in an auto accident, which sounds great, but that's why the insurance rates were double in Michigan compared to anywhere else. But so Christina had one of those patients and he was a younger dude, uh, I think like in his 20s or something, mid to late 20s. He was in a bad accident and um, he's going to be homebound. And Christina was there caring for him. And the guy was like, just loved Christina. You know, he's like, you know, freaking great you are. Freaking catch. You work. You're smart, you're funny, you got your shit together, you know, and, and that was the first time that Christina had 
heard that she had value. Because remember, again, she wasn't able to speak to me. She wasn't able to speak to Sandra or David or her Yeah, mom. and not only that, like positive praise from a male. Correct. That could be interested her, you know, in a certain way. Because like so much of the... Here's the thing about Christina. Um, she always had male attention and um, she had a flirtatious way about her. And it wasn't that the, oh, I didn't know I was flirting. Like, no, she was. She knew in- what she was doing. Intentionally mm-hmm. always had it on. Correct. <laughs> so again, being a girl, it's easier to get your way that way than opposed to being smart uh-huh. and clever. And so, and a lot of the times, you know, that certainly turned a lot of heads and she got a lot of male attention, but then sometimes, you know, she got attention she didn't want. And, um, and then that's when she started to, uh, play the victim card a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like we, that we had that conversation a couple of times. I'm like, you can't just like throw it out there and be like, Oh no, I didn't. I was like, you got you just stop, mm-hmm. just stop it. <laughs> Correct. At any time there was consequence to something, um, you know, she wanted to go run and hide. Mm-hmm. And that's what really fucking irritated me. It it wasn't, like, as a kid, of course, it pissed me off. But once she had children, I'm like, this has to stop now. Mm-hmm. And the constant, like, oh, well, I didn't mean to get, you know, this involved. Or I didn't mean, you know, I was like, Christina, stop. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're 16 years old with a, a child now. But I was just like... You have a child now. I was like, you're engaged. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help having. Um, so mom just kind of, you know, I think mom liked that she was getting the attention all the time because she's like, oh, because I have a beautiful daughter. Like mom liked. She's just like, oh, yeah, the boys used to chase me. They're chasing Chris. She's like, oh, I know how it used to be. And it's like. <sighs> and then there's dad who, you know, that was his princess Mm -hmm. so she could do no wrong no matter what but then when i would say something about it i.e that her having children um at 16 her you know running around doing whatever the fuck she wants now that she has children and she's still acting like she's 15 um i'm like she needs to reel it in i was like she needs to fucking stop and dad's just like well oh she's just um they call, they call that sowing your wild oats. You know, she she had a kid at 16, so she didn't really get to, to be a kid. So now, blah, 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 like, he was making so many excuses for her. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she, what is going to happen to her? I was like, she has to stop. Yeah, I know. Because at the same time, I'm like, dad, shut the fuck up. Because yeah. I married one of those girls. <laughs> um, so let's chill. Okay. Don't be... Don't be pre-printing excuses for this bitch over here. Oh, okay? he was. So, and again, I understand he wasn't in a position to judge, right? Because he had just gotten out of prison mm-hmm. um, after seven years from the previously mentioned incident, um, and you know he is out long enough to to go out on parole. So, why don't we discuss? Speaking of consequence of action, uh, Dad and Christina again. We're at our house in Fremont, and I say we, um, me. Amy, the kids, and dad. And we get a message on the next tell. Sure. It, fancy walkie-talkies with cell service. But anyway, that apparently 
Kyle had been physical with Christina. And again, you're talking about the big tough guy that, you know, had to make sure Christina had that doll house because he couldn't afford the Barbie dream house. Right. Wasn't going to put up with that. And so he decides that he's going to have a little sit down with Kyle. Um, Kyle is, uh, you know, a master manipulator and all these things, but I will tell you from personal experience, he's not a fighter. If I can drop you at when I weighed 115 pounds, probably can't take a good punch. Don't get me wrong. I can throw a good punch because <laughs> I, I put all 115 pounds into it. I don't punch from the shoulder. I punch from the toes. But anyway, not the point. So now big six foot one Dutch man wants to have a conversation fresh out of the prison yard, <laughs> you know, in prison shape. Uh, wants to have a conversation with Kyle. Kyle is a man's man. He controls women. He knows how to handle things. So he promptly hid like a little bitch in the Eagles bar in White Cloud. And I mean, hid like a bitch. And they would not let him inside. So eventually they go call the police and our dad says, okie dokie. I know where you're going. I'll wait for you there. And on his way back, it's important to note that our father was released at his first opportunity for parole. Uh, of course, because he's a changed citizen of our society and all these great things that the parole board said, but primarily because glaucoma medication is expensive as fuck, especially back then when there were no generics and they're required to provide it. And so he was costing him, I don't know, almost three grand a month for his medication for his glaucoma and surgeries and so on. So they paroled his ass. Um, so he has glaucoma. He's driving a big ass pickup truck. And uh, he's going down a road that there is not really a shoulder. The road uh, kind of cuts through a hill a bit. So there's not, there's no, there's no shoulder. My point is, is he's in this big pickup truck. He comes over the top. It's hard to see what's below you, including a black Amish buggy. It's below the headlights for somebody that can see. You then factor in glaucoma and you have a recipe for disaster, which is exactly what you got. Um, and it did result in a fatality. Uh, dad, dad was, uh, arrested, uh, at the scene, well, actually a little bit down the road from the scene for operating a vehicle while intoxicated, resulting in death, uh, is eventually what it ended up being. I say intoxicated because he blew a point one, a point, you know, which was the old legal limit. But at the time they had just lowered it to point oh eight, because as the TV said, it's a safer state with point oh eight. So there was that. Um, it didn't help that there was, you know, also cocaine metabolites in the system. Again, he wasn't high, but 
they were in a system. And by the way, kids, that's all that matters is it's in your system. So if you're on your way home and some kid goes and runs out in the road and you hit them and kill them because you smoked a joint three weeks earlier and it's still in your system, you're still getting charged with operating a vehicle while intoxicated, resulting in death, even though you are not under the influence of drugs because they do not differentiate. Word for the wise. That happened to Muskegon. Girl went to prison. For a, I believe it was a bicycle. Uh, a teenager decided it was a good time to cross the street directly in front of a car. Not her fault, but because she was quote unquote under the influence of drugs, even though she had no active metabolites in her system, she was charged with felony vehicular murder. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And her life is ruined because of it. Because she smoked a joint two weeks before. God bless America. So, anyway. You know, Kyle avoided felonious assault being received upon him. Uh, but it was soon after that, that that Christina had decided to step away. Relatively short. So, and when she made that move, um, I'm going to tell you, we were all pretty happy. I mean, it was nice to see Christina again. Mm. I mean, I actually went to your mom's house. I remember the day you picked her up because we all went to Arby's and got her the biggest Jamocha shake we could order because mm-hmm. that was her favorite. Yep. And too. it had the most calories that we could put, put in, in her. her tiny body at the point because not only was she pregnant she was probably what 89 pounds yeah like five three Mm -hmm. she just had these little these little toothpick legs sticking out from her shorts and like she was just so gaunt and so skinny and um because he was only allowing her to eat like toast and peanut butter i think Mm -hmm. so it was um it was a rescue operation. Oh, and by the way, when she needed somebody to come pick her up who wasn't afraid of Kyle, who could knock him out, who'd she call? You. That's right. <laughs> I had a proper cell phone. It was not a pager. So, yeah, thank Moving you. Moving on up. I know. Woohoo. So it wasn't even an AudioVox 9000. Yeah, Google that. that. That was my first cell phone. I, I actually, dude, I believe at that time I had a Nextel i850. Boom. Uh, big pimpin'. You can Google image that too. Yeah, they're both sad. But anyway, they were the best at the time. And we got her got her out of there. Um, Kyle found out I was coming and skedaddled is what I found out later. And not from Christina either. I found that out much later from um, a friend of his who's like, dude. Kyle found out you were showing up and he was like, fuck this. I'm out. Really? Mm-hmm. He's like, I've never really known you to be violent though, but he must know something I don't because uh, he found out you were coming and he was scarce. Yeah. That's when we got that lovely picture. The last picture of the four of us. Yep. Standing at the top of the stairs uh, the picture that looks like David was photoshopped in. Yep. 
Because us three are all like, you know, definitely in the picture, very happy to be there and hugging. And David's kind of leaning in like a diversity photo shop being crammed into a <laughs> university photo. And, you know, Christina's wearing that shirt. It says, I love skinny boys with glasses. Yeah, which was my shirt because she didn't have any clothing when she came. Yeah. Because the only clothing she was allowed to wear was his oversized hoodies mm-hmm. and large pants. So it didn't show off her figure. Yeah, that she didn't even have, by the way. Yeah, correct. So. The only clothing that she owned was her scrubs for work because they're required to wear them. Soon after the reunion, Christina was very happy. She got a new cell phone. And my car. And Yes, and your car. <laughs> Once again, you lose a vehicle. Awesome sauce, right? Well, she... She moved back into mom's house and I had, I don't know if I, I hadn't started working at Taco Bell yet. And, um, the, oh gosh. So she, when did she pass? What year? Sorry. Uh, see, it would have been right after I moved out of Flint. So it would have been oh nine or 10. Okay, so that was my first year of college. So I wasn't driving because mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, well, that's that makes sense. I didn't have a job yet. I wasn't working at Taco mm-hmm. Bell because I wasn't driving because I didn't have a driver's license. And um, mom told me she she had that Lumina, that white Lumina. And she's just like, well, this summer we'll start driving and that can be your car. And I was like, okay. And then Christina moved back in, which I was happy to get her out of the house. But just like automatically mom's just like, okay, well, Christina, um, here's the keys to the Lumina. And I was like, hold the fuck up. I was like, that's supposed to be my car. Cause she had given Christina a car. Matter of fact, she gave her a couple of them. And, um, the, um, what was it? The Nissan was the last car that Christina had had, which she'd put in a ditch mm-hmm. and had to junk it out. So yeah, um, the car that my got from aunt Sue. Yeah. It was she a was, really nice it was, car. It was a Nissan freaking Ultima. Yeah. Wasn't some poverty Nissan like I drive. <laughs> so I was fit to be tied, as grandma would say, when uh, mom's just like, yeah, here, here, you can just have the Lumina. And I'm like, what the fuck? And mom's just like, well, she has kids. So and she, you know, she has to keep this job. So she needs a car. I'm like, it's her fault. She has children. Correct. First of all, hey, hey, I'm your a good child. Made all these bad decisions, so she's going to need this. Literally, literally. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew, I knew that she needed it, but mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like fresh back from my transplant. I'm doing all these things. Like I'm trying to do good in school. Like I was like, yeah, the, the world's my oyster. I'm going to have a car. I'm going to. And I was like, Whoop. by the way, watch this, Sandra. Why don't you tell the world about your drug problem? How many drugs, how many illegal drugs did you do? Illegal? That's right. How many illegal drugs did you do when you were younger? None. That's right. I've never even smoked a cigarette. Yeah. She's never even had a marijuana before. (laughs) I've I've never taken a marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, but you are a raging alcoholic though, right? (sighs) No, I... I got drunk once when I was 16 because David said it was okay because he was watching me. He's just like, 
He's like, hey, you, you might die tomorrow. You want to get drunk with me and Rena? And I was like, sure, let's do this. And we drank to good health. And I laughed so hard, I almost fell down the stairs behind me. Oh, my God. Because that was the wittiest thing I'd ever heard David say. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking sick, and I love it. I bet you it was on accident. So, (laughs) actually, it's funny you say that. Christina fell through a table once, uh, getting drunk. So, we were out at the camp. Through a table. Yeah, so we were out at the campground. You had to have been there, because I swear it was the same time. Anyway, it was the same summer that you got in trouble for driving the golf cart while being underage. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because you were a small little baby Mm -hmm. and shouldn't have been driving a golf cart on your own. So, anyway, we're all in... uh, and dad's a camper trailer and we are getting straight. And I say we, everybody in there except for me is getting straight trashed. Like Jenna and Josh are like, wow, mom's extra drunk. <laughs> oh, no. This is what we would later refer to as cruise Amy. So <laughs> <laughs> she was kidding. So uh, by the way, everyone there is white girl wasted. Okay. okay? Uh, Amy had started this thing where she was like, why is it Ryan keeps talking about when uh, he was younger, used to make blue motorcycles all the time. What the hell's a blue motorcycle? I went on this rant. So eventually it got to the point where my ass had to drive to Meyer. That was dad's drink, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. To get to get all the stuff to make blue motorcycles. Essentially what it is, is you Says go to the girl who never drinks or does drugs. I knew what my father's drink of choice oh, yeah, was. Yeah. His mixed drink. Yes, that's right. When he was getting fancy <laughs> uh-huh. and we took out the uh, beige and brown blender and uh-huh. wow. Hello, 1980. Anyway, <laughs> so eventually what you do is you go down the liquor. It was a aisle, wedding gift. Yeah. And you grab every bottle of blue liquor and it goes in the cart. Um, there's specific ones I don't fucking remember. Anyway, you'd pour it all in there with some Lucerico, ice. Lucerico, I know that's one of that's them. That's one of them because that was the one that sounded weird. And you crush up all the ice and all the alcohol together. You pour it out into glasses. People keep drinking and you keep refilling their cups while you play euchre. That's a Michigan card game. <laughs> so as we're all playing euchre, everybody is complaining about how this drink just isn't that strong. And... I need to make more. So I make more. I keep pouring everybody glasses and everybody keeps drinking. Again, I mix like a bitch, said Christina, because my sisters are classy as fuck. And I am, you know, you know, a pretty confident cis boy. So I am like, I am not a bitch. So I, (laughs) if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go to the kitchen and I'm going to make these drinks. So you just sit right there and shut the fuck up. So I went and I made more. And this is, again, I go in the kitchen of the camper trailer. (laughs) I'm going to turn 180 and go to the kitchen. (laughs) And take one and a half steps. (laughs) So I get there. I make some more, right? And I pour some more in everybody's glasses. There again, we're playing Euchre. And again, Euchre is a good game to talk shit and drink. And so that is what's going on. And then somebody decides, I don't remember if it was Amy or Christina. Somebody says, I need to use the bathroom. And must have been Christina. Because Christina stands up and at that moment realizes just exactly how drunk she is. And we are playing on the table in the back of the camper that folds out from the wall Uh and has a little pirate leg that it sits on. Yep. That's all that's holding that bitch up. (laughs) Yeah. Are you ready, kids? (laughs) Aye, aye, Captain. And Christina said... I bet you're not and fell straight down and through it. I don't know how she didn't impale herself like a goddamn vampire, but she went straight through that fucking table and broke that bitch. 
And by the way, is somehow, that why the remainder of the time that was perpetually a bed? Yes, you got it. The, mm-hmm. Huh. So, so this is all coming together. <laughs> I always wondered. I was just like, there's a table. Why don't we sit at the table anymore? <laughs> this is why. Okay. So. Um, I'm up to speed. <laughs> so Christina falls through this fucking table. in like a goddamn cartoon. The fucking drinks just launch up in the air like they were both on the wrong side of the teeter-totter. And so there's three freaking mixed drinks flying fucking up and just land all over everybody. And, you know, dad, who's like, we're going to keep this place clean while I spray Agent Orange around the camper to keep the bugs away because you got to protect my grandkids. Anyway, uh, was like just laughing hysterically as there is blue everywhere, everywhere. And it is melting fast, even though that poor camper air conditioner is doing all that it can. And meanwhile, all the oxygen is sucked out of this room because we are all laughing hysterically as Christina's like, I told you you make drinks like a bitch. And she's trying to drag herself up to go to the bathroom. Yikes. And I was like, yeah, I may be a bitch, but um, good thing you don't have to stand to pee because you can't even stand up to walk to the bathroom, you drunk little cunt. She's like, fuck you. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. As she's sitting in the cheddar pissing. Yeah, that sounds right. And, you know, it's a camper. Um, so, like, we're not talking about, like, you know, there's a bathtub and, you know, there's some. I mean, like, you're when you sit down to use the pisser, like, your feet are in the fucking shower or they uh-huh. have to go up onto the sink. Like, so I don't she know, did, I managed all right. So if you go into the back bedroom, you can close the door to the bathroom. Uh-huh. But if you just walked into the bathroom, there's not enough room to close the door because that's where your legs go. Mm-hmm. So she's pissing with the door open, screaming all this stuff about how she's about to kick my ass. Again, we're a classy bunch. Uh-huh. So that. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And. Um, I think that was the last time we all got to hang out. Um Right. I got to hang out with her. Um, and we, we had a good time um, because it was right after that uh, d- dad got into his accident. And uh, soon after that, Chris- Christine had left. And um, thank you for listening to this episode in our series about our sister, Christina. We wanted to end this episode in the same way that we started. We wanted to let you know that there is help available. Uh, Anywhere in the United States, you can call 1-800-799-7233 to reach the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233. Or texting START, that's S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. Again, that's START to 88788. And that will also get you in contact with the Domestic Violence Hotline. Uh, Again, we're asking... Supporters of our show, instead of donating to the show or giving to our show or buying some of our merch, to consider donating to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. That's the NCADV.org. Also, in Nuego County, as we know, a lot of our listeners are from Nuego County, Michigan, where Sandra and I are both originally from. There's the Women's Information Service. That's WISE. They're a nonprofit um, covering a number of counties in Michigan. Uh, it's wiseagainstviolence.org. 
Uh, their local phone number is 231-796-6600, 231-796-6600, or anywhere in the U.S. by calling 1-800-374-WISE. That's 1-800-374-9473. And we just want to ask all of you, please take care of yourselves, and if you're able, someone else. Thank you.